What's up, my friends? It's Rick Mulready here. Listen, if you are feeling like you're struggling to keep up with all the AI opportunities, or maybe you're wondering how to even start leveraging AI in your business without all the headaches, the AIFI newsletter is designed with you in mind, my friend. Every week, I simplify AI for you, showing you how to apply it and integrate it into your business so that you can work less and profit more. As one of my readers put it, it's a must-have for any entrepreneur who wants to get more done in less time. And they said there's a lot of noise out there and your information is up-to-date, yet just feels more calm and more relatable. So I want to invite you to sign up for the AIFI newsletter. It's free. Just go to rickmulready.com forward slash newsletter. That's rickmulready.com forward slash newsletter. This is the show where I bring you the best tips, tactics, and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot. You also hear what's working and not working right now from the top minds in online marketing so that you can get more leads and sales every day without having to empty your wallet in the process. All right, let's jump into it. Welcome back to the Art of Paid Traffic, everybody. What's going on? Rick Mulready here. Thank you so much for coming to hang out with me today. Hope you're having a blast and your holidays are going well. My wife, Amy, and I just got back from New Hampshire, where we spent Christmas with my family. I'm originally from New Hampshire, and my mom lives back there with my sisters. Well, they don't live together, but my sisters live back there too with their families. I am the middle child, so I have an older and a younger sister, and they each have two kids. So I love getting back there and seeing all of them. It's been a little while since I've gotten back to New Hampshire, but we had a blast. And travel this year was a little bit easier than times past because Amy and I recently got the trusted traveler designation, you know, like the TSA pre-check. But we actually got the global access because of our international travel coming up this year, or coming up in 2017, I should say. And it's just going to make it easier going over the border and stuff like that, especially because my brother-in-law lives in Vancouver, BC. So this makes it easier. Holy cow, going through security without having to take like your shoes off and leaving the laptop in the bag. I don't know why I didn't do this earlier, but it was it was awesome. So if you travel a lot, highly recommend you getting that either TSA pre-check. There's a few different ones that you can get, but if you travel a lot, go get it. It is a game changer. So Guys, this is the last episode of 2016, and I want to take a second to thank you from the bottom of my heart for listening to and supporting this podcast. We are hitting the highest monthly downloads ever on the podcast, and we've surpassed the 200 five-star ratings and reviews over on iTunes. We're actually at 206 right now when I'm recording this. So thank you again so very much for continuing to listen to the podcast. I've got some big plans for the show in 2017. And honestly, even though we've been going for like a year and a half now, I feel like we're just getting started with this podcast. I've got some big plans. So we're looking forward to bringing you all of that in the new year. So on today's episode, I wanted to share a story with you that happened to me recently where I cut almost half of my email list. That's right. You've heard you heard that right. I made some big mistakes in this whole process, and I want to give you some tips and strategies so that you don't make the same mistakes that I did. So here's essentially what happened. I've been meaning to clean out my email list 
for a while now, but it just tended to get moved down the priority list. You know, there are other things that were more important. So before I move on, though, if you don't know what I mean by cleaning out my email list, essentially, you've all heard that, you know, the money is in the list. So you've got to be building an email list with your business. But one thing that a lot of people don't talk a whole lot about you know, everybody always brags about, oh, my email list is such and such size and that sort of thing. You know, this, you know, several hundred thousand person email list and everything. What people don't really talk about is the importance of cleaning out your list, meaning getting those people off of your list who aren't engaging with your emails. Because, you know, for a number of reasons, it's not good to keep those people on your list, you know, doing things like, you know, your open rate and click rates will suffer. You're paying to have people on your list who aren't even opening your emails. And also your deliverability can suffer, meaning the number of people who actually get sent your emails from your email provider. So that's why it's a good idea to clean out your email list on a regular basis. And I am going to tell you publicly right now that I had not cleaned out my email list in about two years. So yes, you heard that right. That is not a good thing. And that's what I want to share with you today, what happened with mine, and also give you some tips and strategies for how to avoid making the same mistakes that I made. And I'm laughing about it now. I was not super pumped about it when I was going through it because we were realizing how many people were on there that actually were not engaging, but also something else that we discovered while we were going through this process, which is really what I want to talk to you about today. So essentially what we did was we identified those people on my email list who had not engaged in any of my emails, like opened or clicked, in the last 90 days. So in this 90-day period, this is one of those things where it doesn't have to be 90 days. You can do you can choose whatever time frame that you feel that you'd like to do. I know some people who do it like only 6 months. I, I know other people who do it like every month they clean out their list. If if people are not opening their emails over the past, you know, 4 weeks or so, they clean them out. So I like to do the 90 day period. And what we did was we identified these people and I had a pretty good idea of roughly how many people on my list would fall into this. So we identified this group and then we ran this group through a re-engagement email sequence. And I did four emails over two weeks. By the way, I use Infusionsoft in my business. And so we did four emails over two weeks. We ran this group through this and re-engagement email series, which was essentially we offered them free content to see if they would again engage with my emails. And I say again, because they joined my email list, you know, at one point because they were interested in learning more about, you know, scaling and automating their business, Facebook ads, etc. And so the other thing I did within these emails was that we were looking to segment people into one of three groups. So what we did was we were offering content. We were kind of like letting letting people know, hey, I forget exactly the language that we use, but something to the effect of just hey, want to make sure that you know we're still providing the, the type of value that you come to expect. And then we tried to segment them. So we gave them three different links. I put three different links in the email and asked them to identify it, to click on the corresponding link that best described them. And then depending on which link that they clicked, we tagged them in Infusionsoft and then we sent them to a specific piece of free content that corresponded with that link that they just clicked. So not only were we trying to re-engage them, but we were looking to segment those people as well. 
Okay. So that was the first thing that we did. We identified how many people were not engaging in our content over the past 90 days. And then we sent them through a re-engagement email sequence for emails over two weeks. Okay. Once people finished going through that sequence, then we tagged everybody who didn't open any of those four emails. And these would be, you know, our quote unquote non-engagers that I would remove from the list. Okay. So that was the next step. It was a lot of people, but I wasn't seriously overly surprised as I did have a pretty good idea of how many people there likely would be on that list. Okay. Now here's what I really was surprised about. It was a whole other group of people that we identified while going through this exercise who were on our email list who should not have been on there. And this group, outside of those non-engagers, there were opt-outs. So people who had unsubscribed from my email list were still on my email list. Granted, they weren't getting my emails, but they were still on the overall number of people on my email list as well as hard bounces. Hard bounces basically, you know, when you send the email out and it gets bounced back to you because it's a dead email address. Somebody's put in the email address, you know, just a whether it's a fake one or whatever it might be, it's a hard bounce. It's a dead email address. So my email list still had, you ready for this? I'm almost embarrassed to say it. 7,000 people on my email list who had opted out or hard bounce emails. 7,000 people on my email list. That is complete crazy town. So shame on me for not identifying these people sooner. But I will say that I had no idea that Infusionsoft kept these people on my list. I had no idea about that, that they kept people who would unsubscribe from the list as well as those hard bounces. I didn't know that they kept those people as part of your overall list. You know, granted... When you send the email out, those people are not getting your email, but they're still on your list. And we're going to talk more about like why that is not, in my mind, it is not a good thing. And frankly, I think it's a little bit shady, but we'll talk about that. So when we add up the non-engagers, so that group of people that we ran through that re-engagement sequence, plus the opt-outs, plus the hard bounces, that was a lot of people. And it was just under half of my overall email list size. So when I saw this number, I was like, I was super angry. I was really upset. Not to mention my ego, you know, I'll be honest, took a hit. You know, I was like, holy cow, we're cutting this list in almost half, you know? So I could kind of take it one of two ways when I was reacting to it that way. I could be really upset saying, you know what? We just cut, holy cow, we just cut almost half of my email list. Or I could, you know, and what does that mean? Like, oh, my email, you know, everybody talks about, again, how big their email list and they like to brag about that. When I first started the business, that was one thing that I thought was super, super important. I'm like, you know, the success of my business depends on the size of my email list. Would you do want a big email list, but it's really more about the quality of your email list as opposed to the quantity of the people who are on your list. So the number that I was looking at in Fusionsoft for the number of people on my list, that was false. It was not a true number. And so that was where I started to kind of shift my mindset around this and saying, you know what? Now we have a really quality list. It's still a big list. Don't get me wrong. It's still a big list, but it is now quality. We've weeded out all of those people who either were not engaging or the opt-outs and the hard bounces that we didn't even realize were on there in 
the first place. Again, that's my fault. I take full responsibility for that. We should have caught that earlier. But regardless, you know, they're getting off there now. The other way to look at it is, you know, let's just say, so we cut just under half of the overall list. Well, what that means over the past couple of years is that more than 50% of our email list were engaging in our emails, which I think is pretty good. And I've talked to some other people since this has happened and they all agree. Now, granted, that can be, that should be a lot higher in my book for what we're trying to do. And we are going to change that in 2017. But, you know, that's how my mindset kind of shifted on this. And so once we realized that, we immediately removed all of the opt outs and the hard bounce emails from my list. We then had those, the, the other group of non engagers. Remember, we tagged those people who rent through the uh, re engagement series and didn't engage with those four emails. So we have those people. Well, what we're doing or what we did now is we re-ran them through the re-engagement series again, but we changed the subject lines of the re-engagement emails just to see if that would help or that would re-engage them also, okay? So once those emails finished again, once they've gone through that, so I'm basically kind of scrubbing them, quote unquote, twice. We're running them through the same re-engagement series, but changing the subject line slightly. And so once we've gone through that and those people still didn't engage in any of those emails, we are removing those people from my list. Okay. And I'm going to tell you more about something we're going to do with those people here in just a second. Okay. So here are some of the lessons that I learned in this mistake. And I want to give you some strategies and tips for how you can incorporate this into your own business and handling and managing your email list. As I mentioned before, you know, people always brag about how big their email list, but what seldom gets talked about is the importance of regularly cleaning out your list. And again, I'd been, I'd been meaning to do this for a long time, but it just kept getting pushed down my priority list, which is not a good thing. Waiting this long was a huge mistake for me. And thus was the, you know, the reason for the large amount of people that we removed from the list. So I recommend that you at least, maybe not at least, again, this is sort of people do at different lengths of time and so forth. I recommend cleaning your list out once a quarter. Okay. So every quarter, put it on your calendar that you are going to clean out your list and you have a a re-engagement email series that uh, I'm going to actually, I'm going to on the show notes page for today's episode, rickmulready.com forward slash, what episode are we on here? 117. So rickmulready.com forward slash 117. I'm going to include the, so that you can download the email re-engagement series that I used in mind. So you can have a look at that and then maybe model something for yourself when putting together your own re-engagement series. Okay. So again, you can go over to rickmulready.com forward slash 117 and download the re-engagement emails. Okay. So PDFs there for you. Okay. So number two, the second lesson is I had no idea that Infusionsoft kept people on your overall list who had opted out. I think this is kind of shady. I honestly do. Because although these people don't get sent your emails, you do pay for all the people on your list, which as I found out, includes those opt-outs, okay? So maybe you guys are listening. You're like, uh, duh, Rick, of course, you know that. Well, I didn't know this, and I'm being very honest with you right now. I like Infusionsoft a lot, but I definitely do not like this aspect 
of it. And upon further research, after learning this, I talked to some people. And as it turns out, they're not the only email provider who does not remove opt-outs and hard bounces from your list. Some other common CRMs do this as well. So what this means for you is that you might also be paying for opt-outs or having opt-outs and hard bounces on your overall email list side. Okay. Still other providers count duplicate emails into your overall email size. So if you've got like different segments, basically within your email CRM and you have identical, you know, duplicate emails on different lists, you might be paying for that. You might be paying for the fact that you have duplicate emails on your overall email size. Okay. So this is another reason to not only be armed with this knowledge, but also to make sure that you're regularly cleaning out your email list. Okay. So, and the other big lesson was sort of a mindset around this. After I get over that initial shock of, you know, the number of people that we were removing from the email list and I get over my ego taking a hit, you know, I did. I realized that I could look at it sort of like a, a glass half full kind of thing that the engagement over the past couple of years has been really good. And now it's only going to get better because we have a really quality list now. Okay. So what I want you to do, I want to give you some suggestions here. And we've kind of been talking about this is add it to your calendar to clean your list each quarter. Okay. So again, I like to do every, I like to identify people who have not opened emails in 90 days. And again, this is a personal preference. You choose what you are comfortable with. Some people do shorter lengths of time. Others do longer. Use a re-engagement email series that you can send people to where you give them some great value. And again, there's no right or wrong way to do this. You know, some people do this different ways, but think about offering really good value to re-engage somebody to get them back onto the quote unquote good side of your your email list. And again, I will offer that download. I'll include the four emails that I used in my re-engagement series as a PDF over on the show notes page for today's episode. So if you'd like to get that, check out rickmulready.com forward slash one one seven. And then once you've run them through that re-engagement series, then you want to identify the people who didn't open any of your re-engagement emails and then remove them from your list. Okay. Some people I know like to simply tag them as, you know, the non-engagers and so forth and leave them on their list. <laughs> but I'm not one of those people. I like to clean them off the list and get them off there. But what I would encourage you to do, and here's a really cool strategy, is upload that list into Facebook as a custom audience. Okay. So you have this group of people who were not engaging with your content, get them off of your list, upload that list into Facebook as a custom audience. And now you can retarget those people with ads where you offer a free valuable download to get them back onto your list. So you actually get them to resubscribe to, to your list. Okay. So this is another way to get in front of them and try to re-engage them onto your email list. So that is a kind of the story about what happened to me and cleaning my list, a big lesson that we learned towards the end here of 2016. And I want to make sure that you are learning from my lessons here. I want to kind of share more of these stories with you as I'm experiencing them in our business here. And um, yeah, so make sure, I mean, going into 2017 is one of the best times if you're not doing this on a regular basis to to start this out, to make sure that you're doing it now starting out a new year. Okay. So 
I'd love to hear from you also over on the show notes page. Leave me a comment. You know, do you, you know, did you know that some email providers still keep unsubscribes and hard bounces on your overall email list? I didn't know that. You know, do you regularly clean out your email list? What are some ways that you re-engage with your email list? I'd love to hear from you over on the show notes page. Just leave a comment there and share. So That is all for today's episode, my friends. Thank you again so much for listening to the episode today. Really appreciate it. In the next episode, coming up in the first episode of 2017, Scott Volker, my buddy from The Amazing Seller, is going to rejoin me. He's actually my first three-time guest here on the podcast. And I asked him to come back on because there have been a lot of changes over on Amazon. So selling on Amazon and driving traffic to your products. There have been a lot of changes in the second half of 2016. And I wanted to have him come back on so he can share his strategies that are working right now for how you can be using paid traffic to sell more of your Amazon products for those of you guys who are selling products on Amazon. And I've been talking to a lot of you here in 2016 who are doing that. So that is going to be an episode that you will not want to miss. So until then, I hope you have an awesome and safe new year. And as always, keep testing your paid traffic to find out what works for you and your business and then do more of what's working. And I'll see you in 2017. the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators ad money i see these over and over and over again and i put them together in a mini email series this is not fluff each of the seven mistakes i also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of facebook ad manager how to fix those mistakes this is good solid and it will save you money or help you make more money with your facebook ads Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.